Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Pretty good, mate. You? I'm right. How Still are you, Morrow? Excellent, buddy. Still recovering. Not buddy, guys. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Still recovering. Recovering? Yeah. Still, you're still hung over from Saturday. Uh, well, yeah, either that or the absolute smashing we got. Sort either of a one. psychological hangover. Mm. How was your yeah. weekend, Darren? How was your end of season trip? Well, as a non-beer drinker... Yeah, why didn't I'd... you come to the game, you shit fan? Well, I was a part-timer. As you know, I'm a yep. part-timer in every respect. I'm Member a part-time volunteer, part-time fan, part-time footballer, you know. Were you in full-time full kit, full kit away? Full-time full kit wanker. Yes. Did you wear that away? No, I didn't. Oh. Did you have a big night Friday? Yes, I did. Chinese how How'd the old body recover? Not well. Not well at all. <laughs> so I bet you were very sad that you couldn't get back from Newcastle or wherever you were to see our smashing. Um, pretty much because I thought I may have an even bigger hangover the next day. And <laughs> I saved a seat for you and everything. Oh. I know, and there I missed, many I missed you guys, so and I was disappointed not to be included in the descriptions about great singing because I heard you guys were fantastic. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Far from that. No, <laughs> okay. no you should no. have seen Josh. False reports. He was Why? so. You were so depressed. I was. I was depressed as, as soon as we conceded that second goal. I was like, "Oh, here we go again." I was concerned for him. Just anyway. What are mates right. for? Walkout song. You ready? It sounds old, so I'm going to say Aaron will know it. It's burning me. Like that. Aaron is currently playing air guitar. Is this about Ocon saying we're the better team? So he because he gives no fucks. Alright, who is it? Who is it? You should know. Just for once, so I know who it is. Of okay. course, it's Jimi Hendrix. It is. What's the song? Fire. So, Blast again. No. Was it because the Mariners were on fire? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Obviously. It's uh, the Melbourne Derby victory, ripping a flare, fire. You, you've got really short memories. Literally just said that, but no. I don't listen. I'm too what old. What did we see on the way down? No memory. To Sydney. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh. The fire oh. How easy was this week and you still stuffed it up? <laughs> I never get that. As soon as you said it, I was like, oh, okay. The old fire on the train. And, uh, the, uh, one, one of us ripped a smokey and chucked it away and it wasn't good. <laughs> that was our fault, sorry. We're going through, uh, was it Cowan? Mount, Mount Karingai. Mount Karingai, and we yeah. saw something on fire on the side of the road. It's just like back burning and just gotten out of hand. Closed tracks, closed Pacific Highway, and the M1. So I we think we were probably one of the last trains through, I reckon. I reckon yeah, there was probably maybe, the last. Maybe one after us, and then everyone else got stuck. It's lucky that. it didn't get completely out of hand, otherwise I don't think it would have been a game, to be honest. Because mm. um, we when we went past, we were at the point where you could see the F3 and the old Pacific Highway, and on the F3 there was the board that said, warning, hazard, hazard reduction, blah, blah, blah. But someone definitely stuffed up because uh, that wasn't got out of hand. It wasn't. Was it wasn't reducing to, um, anything. It was only going to reduce someone's house. I was talking to Rowdy, and he said that he got stuck at KON for two hours or something ridiculous. Mm, they sent him back to Gosford. Had to go back down to Gosford, and then jumped on the train, and then eventually came back. Yeah. Meanwhile, down the membership man, 
uh, with seven of his co- not have been six or seven of his colleagues. How's, um, how's this for commitment? They ended yeah. up taking a ferry from Saratoga to Pearl Beach and then uh, caught the bus down from there, I guess. But um, commission, yeah, that's that's some effort. Just Palm to Beach, surely. Palm, Palm Beach, Beach, sorry. Palm Beach. What did I say? Pearl Beach. Pearl Beach. Yeah, There's no wharf there, just a little beach <laughs> <and> <laughs> it's on our side. It was of the a lo- it was a lovely day for it. To be fair, that's a lot of effort for a four nil. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's this week's congratulations. I'm going to get that right. We're going to start with some of more Fred's questions. This is becoming a weekly segment now. Questions from Fred. Fred, I'd, he's not Kiwi. <laughs> I just like saying Fred. All right, uh, what needs to be done to fix our defence? Is it as easy? Sign as, Jesus uh, Christ. Spending money, <laughs> <laughs> and can we do that now, or do we have to wait till January? Um. I think it's a bit of both. I think in the in the short term we can try and fix a lot of things, but then, mm. like Luke was saying, he can he can elaborate. We'll probably bring a few more players in in January and get rid of a, some dead wood. Uzcock. Yeah, I wouldn't call him dead wood. It might be a bit harsh, but might uh, be. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. You know, I uh, fringe players might that squad probably players, won't play. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not going to be fixed in the next few weeks. That's definitely for sure because it's it's. Obvious, they're still learning the game plan, and well, I think I think the back four probably have the game plan down pat, just about to hold the ball, yep. hold the ball, hold the ball, hold the ball some more. And that was the problem with pass the ball. As, as, soon, as soon as we lost possession, we concede. Yeah, and then keep holding the ball. The issue is at the moment is going forward, and those moments in defence where we keep on getting caught out, which was obvious on the weekend. So. And um, playing with no number ten hurts. Whether whether we have the quality to uh, execute the game plan with the current fullbacks we have is still yet to be seen. But I think come January, players like Ascroft, uh, who we haven't seen in the two squads so far. I don't know if he's injured or not, but uh, Ascroft, um, McGing, who has done pretty well, um, considering um, he's been put under a lot of pressure for a new game plan and that. Well, considering that's not his normal position. Yeah, exactly. And um, and I think those two are probably uh, on the fence. Um, you know, Poscaluro will stay. Storm will stay. Mickey Neal's still pretty questionable. It's all about just getting used to Ocon's game plan, really. We can't, it, there was no way we are going to turn around in two games. I think we'll have to properly, I guess, dissect the team... Three quarters away through the season, just to see how we've gone. Yeah, and then we'll be able far. to judge them halfway Probably, through. Yeah, even a quarter or a third into the season. Yeah, because right. don't forget you break, broken up. You play each team three times. Let's just do it after once, and we'll have a look where we are. Yeah, and uh, see what needs to be done. And, and it, it will take time. You can't you can't build Rome in a day, as plenty of people have said. And but it does seem obvious that we, for starters, I think Jakey McGing's a holding midfielder, not a central defender. Mm. And, and I'd like to see him given a shot at playing there because the truth is the best games I've ever seen him play were in the youth playing so as a So who do you take midfielder. out then? Because currently well, you've got Monty and Tavares looking, looking at the rest, I'm not going to go into uh, Farty's recent um, contributions because uh, they're uh, well documented. Um, Pos- to be fair to him, he did okay when he came on, but we'll probably talk about that later. Posco, yeah. Posco does well when he's out there and I think he's a good learner. Um, I remember last season, or it might have been the season before, when he uh, made a hash of a penalty situation and gave one away and then learned and the next time he was in that situation didn't make the same mistake. But he finds it difficult to stay on the pitch injury-wise and mm. so we have to think about that. Um, because so he, cause he already had an injury in pre-season as well. So. Yeah, yeah. so you know, is that something for the team or is that something about Posco? Um, and as you said, uh, Luke, we've got 
Scott Ascroft, who um, is on the sidelines at the moment. Why is he on the sidelines? Um, yeah, so so who do we think our real central defenders are? I think we need another central defender. Yeah, that has to be priority number one to buy a centre-back. And I think we need to consider whether or not we give um, Jake McGing an opportunity as a holding midfielder, even though we are fairly populated in that area. I'm just going to yep. keep saying it was cock until we get him back. <laughs> Who's cock? I, he didn't play too much for us last season, but when he did... He, he was, played well. He was one of the best players on the pitch. Except for that Perth game where he gave away the penalty, and but that was, you know... Yeah. But that was barely a penalty, though, I don't but think. we've given away penalties since. Oh, yeah, of course. But um, he absolutely killed it in the Premier League, in uh, New South Wales Premier League. Yeah, Got green. the team of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, I know people <coughs> keep saying, oh, we keep signing in Premier League. He was playing players, alongside Bosner as well, wasn't he? Yeah, so we had, you know, double the work to do then. <laughs> yeah, I, I never understood why we were playing Josh Rose there and Jakey McGing there, neither of whom are central defenders. And mm. oh, that was meanwhile, the worst. Meanwhile, we had Uzcock sitting on the sideline. The issue, yeah. the thing is, with this game plan, we need ball-playing fullbacks. That entire back four has to be good at playing the ball out from the back. The entire back four or three I or think, four? At, I least, think, at least, I think at least the, all fullbacks. I think the entire back four needs to be good at it because... I think you need a hard man. And then in the two centres, hard man, and then someone that can distribute. Well, you need both. You need a hard man and someone that's good with their feet. So, yeah, so, what so you, have to, you have to go back to the good old days of our back four of having Rose, Sainsbury, Svonsvike, and yeah. um, and Pedge because that was the perfect is, back one four. One is good at reading the play, yeah, getting the ball, and then passing it straight to the one that can distribute, or or doing a short pass to your defensive mid who then distributes it. Yeah. At the moment, you know. It's a bit like when Ben Carmen. The connections aren't week. there. The connections no. aren't there yet. But even with the the schoolboy errors, of, like Ben Carm was talking about that last week with the academy and the, and the youth, it seems to have seeped into the first team as well. Mm. So I, I think I think eventually it'll come to them. Um, but yeah, I think we do need another centre back at yeah. least. I think that's because in football terms, in the overall scheme of things, they are schoolboys. Yeah, there's there's just so little experience in there. That it's well, you need come an experienced spine, yeah, and then you can build the youth around that. Yeah, so like for example, Topo Stanley's left Western Sydney, exactly the player we don't need. How do, what do you mean? He's just not a ball playing fullback. No, like he's big, but all he does is hoof the thing, and that's exactly what we don't need, and that's not a part of the game plan. Do you know what I think? One major reason why Sainsbury is playing for the Socceroos. It's because of that experience of Swansyke that he had. For yeah, sure. Absolutely. 100%. And we'll go for a short amount of time too when he was yeah, sort yeah, of underneath of course. Um But the more ball playing um, back four players that we have, the greater our options. And we want to play with uh, both of our wingers as potent attacking options. And to do that, then mm. we really need to have um, the, the right ball players on both sides of the pitch. And, and I think... Take out the weekend's game, Mickey Neal and um, Storm against Perth in the second half were awesome going forward. But again, it's the defending. That's what's really hurting us. So I think I think Storm's always been that been a fullback that's better at attacking than defending. Yeah, but I think um, attacking wise, Mickey Neal and Storm both have probably what it takes to be those. Ball playing. I think Storm did well as an attacking fullback yeah. on, on the yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, but the issue well. is not as much with Storm, but the issue is more with McNeil about how he defends. So it's. Um, but it's I don't think we should do anything hasty about fixing our defence. To be so honest, just no. wait till January. Well, I'm not. 
I don't know if we need to wait till January. We've got enough room uh, in our cap with the um, Josh Rose moving on and Jake. Uh, it's a lot of time to wait for, till January as well when we've got two and a half. Exactly, two, but, but two we don't want to do anything months. hasty because yeah. it's really hard to find the right players at this time of year. Um, so, well, even in January, it's exactly. So, and what's the so enticement for players to want to come here? As as it like being a harsh truth, what's the enticement? The enticement for is to come now here? is that like we have first team player. And yeah. get games every week. The enticement yeah. is now is that we have. Paul Ocon as a coach. Exactly. That's what the enticement is. That and should entice young players as well. It should. But well, if there's anyone that can get that back line sorted, it's it should be him. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And, um, yeah, it's it's not going to be fixed quick. And you know, a lot of people are sort of, obviously, the weekend wasn't good, but a lot of people are sort of losing their crap. Most of our everything. fans don't have patience. No, but it's... And I know we probably said the same thing... Um, a few games into last season as well. But yep. the reality is is that it's not his squad. It's an, an entirely new game plan and it's going to take time. And he, he, he will want to build his own squad. So come January, there could easily be three or four movements in and out of the squad. Similar to last year, Adelaide um, started poor. Mm. It was what well, we're looking at the Adelaide coach getting the sack in the first yeah. say six weeks. Yeah. They didn't Eventually win in the first eight weeks. No, exactly right. Yeah. The same with uh, West Sydney. They did Paul. I know it's it's I know it's his team, so I'm not going to use them as an example. But they didn't yeah. start off too well. It's not. It came good. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're not gonna. We're not gonna probably come back and win the whole thing. But even if we do Paul for the first, I think it's going to take at least season, yeah, six seven games yeah. at least. If we can come good yep. towards. Towards the back end, with a game plan that most of the squad have all worked out, uh, you know, three or four players of his own brought in that he thinks will make a big difference. You know, we I, I don't think we'll finish last. Hopefully, not the way uh, Wellington's going anyway. No. All right. Next question from Fred: um, Who can take our set pieces apart from Monty? Liam, when he gets back. I was wondering about that too. I've Monty seeing Monty take our set pieces. I'm thinking, what is Monty on the set pieces for? Yeah. But Monty obviously doesn't listen to the podcast because I told him last week to get off the corners. <laughs> I don't. Monty, get off the goddamn corners. But yeah, but then again, who else would take him though? Well, didn't Storm Roo, anyone? Didn't Give it to Storm Ivan. Roo take a free kick the first week against Perth? Get Ocon and, on there. Uh, at least it has a nice shape to it, as I recall. Mm. Storm Roo. So I think he's a chance. Um, Fab Ferreira, of course. We've yeah, seen I was going to say Ferreira. Ferreira yeah. usually take co- takes corners, doesn't he? I think and so. He's d- and obviously Fab's his designated penalty taker when we get one. Apparently Fab's is back in full training as well. So um, it'll be interesting. I don't think he'll get his spot back over to Trent. Cause yeah, I think Trent's been going pretty well. Um, maybe even give him, give him to him. I don't know, but just Monty. I don't know why Monty's it doesn't taking him. It doesn't work floating those balls in like... All age three, like he, like work. he put the put the backspin on the one of the corners, and it just went straight to Vukovic like two or three yeah. times. Yeah. You got to whip those things in or hit them with your laces exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's it's a massive, it's a wasted opportunity because at the moment, when a corner for us is like party time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when when we do get up there, we need to use them. Um, right, and we're not at the moment. It's just a waste. So, and it surely, surely dovetails a little bit into some of the fans' complaints about us going backwards from free kicks and from corners. That if mm. we don't feel comfortable with the quality of what we're going to output, did we when have we any short take crosses a corner? on the weekend? Any short corners? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, and then it went all the way back to Ivan in goals. Yeah, let's yeah. not do that. Yeah, uh, never. Bad decision. All right, some news. We've just cracked uh, five thousand members today. Woohoo! So that's good. Hew! Up Goes on last year, 
And I think it's down to Dan. the fact that we have Ocon as manager. Dan doing Collins. good things. Yeah, very good. Well, well done, Dan. Yeah, that's, I'll be honest, I'm surprised. So well done, everyone. Because I didn't think we'd get that many. <laughs> I thought we'd struggle to get 5,000 over the season, but getting it um, in round two is pretty good. Mm. Like we were saying before, like if we can turn things around to a point where we're not getting hammered, we're at, we're at least nil. competitive. Yeah, I think um, they will keep on growing um, because the club's doing very good things off the field. Without um, preempting this weekend, we need a little bit of something going our way. We and do. if we do, then just maybe we just need a little bit of luck. Yeah. Do you reckon Brisbane yeah. are going to bounce back? Well, should they should they be rated to bounce back any more than we should? Well, they won't be happy with how they got smacked by the Jets 4-0, mm. which flattered the Jets, just to, just saying. But they didn't play well, and they'll, they'll, they'll want to bounce back against us. Because as soon as I saw that they were down 4-0, I'm thinking, oh, now they're going to want to bounce back hard next week against us. That's, that was my thought. But I if, thought they if were if they, have a, if they have another dud game, we're a chance, but I think they'll bounce back. I thought they were pretty average the week before, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah so they were. So, yeah. so yeah. I'm not sure that they've got much to bounce back to. So I think this should be a good ding-dong battle, and we'll be as keen as they will be to... Um, you know, yeah, we'll be keen to ding dong battle. Let it ding dong. And I think we've got the advantage of obviously being back at home as well. Exactly. The and player, the players lift. I think a gear when they play at home. Yeah, yeah. So it, um, we'll, we'll get to that later. The previews. Right. Next news. Um, in conjunction with Capital Football, the Centricus Mariners have appointed Can Baron Ivan Slavich as the club's business development ambassador in the nation's capital. Uh, this is to help create awareness of the Mariners brand and upcoming Hyundai A-League matches at GIO Stadium. Mm. Thoughts? We were sort of talking about this before. The, art- the article isn't very flattering, is it? No. Nah, it, it screams, I want this team in Canberra. Look, in regards, in in regards to the moving games thing and that, I think every level-headed fan sees why... Uh, we need to move one, two games max a season away at the moment uh, to try and help the club financially. Uh, no, we in, in the room here, we certainly understand that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But there is some, there's some language in this article. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to that. That some people would take offence to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, obviously last season we moved the home game down to Geelong and the club made quite a bit of money off it. I think it was around the 80, 80 grand mark or something like that. Um, which is huge when considering if we play at home and we get five or six thousand people, the club loses potentially forty to fifty grand. I think Charlesworth said last season when we spoke to him. So it's huge. I think if if we have to move two games away max a season and we make that much money off it, um, I think most people are probably happy for that to happen. So this season with the Canberra thing, um, the club is making money for the first game, but not for the second game. So the club is taking a risk to lose money for the second game. That I don't agree with at all. I think if we're going to risk losing money, we may as well play it at home and keep most people happy that we have an extra home game. I think, though, that there is an opportunity for us to develop a crowd in Canberra, and I don't mind yes. doing it as an extension of our yeah. of our fan base. Okay. 
Um, so I'm, I'm okay with the club taking that um, slight risk second match, mm. um, especially given that we get a little bit of a trial and, and see how much effort we need to put into marketing it for the second one. Um, but, yeah, not happy at all about the language used to describe... Um, the, the Capital the Coast Mariners? It, it's that, yeah. that, to me, um, we've, got a, we've hired a business development manager down there. He's a business development manager who works for the Central Coast Mariners, as far as I know. Um, so for him to be in his first interviews um, spitting out terms like Capital Coast Managers... There's politics involved here, funnily enough, yeah. with Canberra, and, and the politics are that there is concern among fans that we might be permanently moving to Canberra, be that in the shorter or the medium or the, or long, anywhere. Or the longer term, or anywhere. Anytime exactly. someone mentions that the so club might be moving anywhere, everyone goes, oh, shit, yeah, and so this is it's the last thing we need. So, for example, in this article from SBS, one of the quotes is, I can't stress how important it is for football fans and local businesses to support our Capital Coast Mariners. Wrong. Excuse me? That's not the name of the team. No. And, it needs and they're to not stop. your team, they're our team. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that's an acceptable description of what's going on down that's there. Ridiculous. What's going on is the Central Coast Mariners are going to go down there and extend their fan base, mm. extend their brand recognition. Yeah. They are not another entity when they play in Canberra. Exactly. I have, I have no issue at all with the club wanting to uh, expand in that way and uh, create partnerships where there's opportunity to do that, like going down there in pre-season for the week, giving uh, their MPL sides exposure to our squad in a game or two, um, things like that. And But in terms of this, the the language that he's using is not good. And the uh, the quote that gets me, and we'll get, well, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't piss me off, but I can just see it as pissing a lot of people off, is um, this... Slavich said, uh, for so long I have been yearning for a Hyundai A-League team in Canberra, and now we have it. Mm. No, you don't. <laughs> no. No, you don't. Okay. It's They're our team, mate, not yours. Yeah. Well, he works for us. He works for Central Coast Mariners. So yeah. it is actually his team, but it's not Canberra's. Yeah. So f- for those that don't know, Ivan Slavich was behind the bid uh, to get an A-League team in Canberra about four-ish years ago, four or five years ago, something like that. And... Uh, it obviously didn't work because they don't have a team. But, yeah, now, it I, I don't know. It's just not a good look for me. And it's its the last thing that people need because we know sitting in this room that the club's not going to move there permanently. But some people will read that and go, well, what the hell's going on? Because that's not the name of the team. We're not called Capital Coast Mariners. There's nothing to be gained by using a term like that and there's everything to be lost in our own fan base. Mm. And to me, that's the simple long and the short of it. Yeah, especially if things um, don't improve on the pitch as well because as soon as things uh, get worse on the pitch, people will see things like that and start to blow up more. So it's not good. I don't like it at all. So uh, we need to fix that quick smart. Who needs to fix that? The club. Someone, I don't know. It's just not good. Uh, Let's move on to reviews. We're going to try and rush through these. First up on Friday, uh, Adelaide at home against Wanderers. Um, Wanderers winning that from behind, 2-1. Strange strange game, this one. Mm. I thought that Adelaide pretty much dominated the whole game but didn't win. I think they they didn't take their chances and then Santa Lab came on and took his when... Arguably, or maybe not even arguably, you shouldn't have been on the pitch to score the second goal. I think there are two of them that shouldn't have been on. I think Clisby... Mm. Clisby was lucky not to get sent off in what, the second minute. 
Yeah. And now that, he's out for now he's out indefinitely with ligament damage. Yeah. 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 So Clisby apparently apologised to Thirio. Stupid but, um, It is that is malicious. He said it wasn't malicious. He just wanted to have a. Bullshit. He wanted to get himself into the game and and you know have an impact. But I've maybe been in a tackle like that. Maybe get on the ball. Don't try and ruin someone's knee. Yeah. It, I would have given that a red straight away. As soon as I saw it, I thought that's a red. And um, he probably got yeah. the benefit of how early it was in the game. It was yeah. so it early. Matter, I know, I know, yeah. I know. But I guess the ref, you know, saw it that way that um, he, this was uh, how he was going to do. And it. I know there's some people go, "Oh, you're just being soft." It's modern football, but you know, Theory is out for ten weeks now. I've had the same injury, and I like watching and him play. Now I can't watch him play. Yeah, and my theory's no good because later in the game the, the referee should have already used up the I don't give a red card because it's a first minute theory and mm. Santa wasn't sent off for what was clearly a red card. Yeah, I don't know mm. how he gets away with it. And Adelaide have put out a statement uh, today or yesterday saying that they don't, don't want Sean Evans refereeing any more games for the rest of the season. He and was, he, he was had dreadful. a stinker. Message to okay. club. Can yeah, we send one so of those did the uh, the ref at the the, fir- the, the um, Perth game, at the distance derby, which is the biggest oxymoron in football. Um, that was his first ever game, and you could tell it was yeah. atrocious. Yeah, even like just even in the rest of that Adelaide game, just cards that he should have gave, things that he should have let go. It's, yeah, it just wasn't good. And I think he's the full time ref now that's taken over from Ben Williams. So bring yeah. back Strabray. everybody. God every, help us. Everybody thought that full time rest would fix the issue when it was never going to. Overseas rest will fix the issue, I believe. Yeah. Anyway, so Wanderers bring took back their, those took Japanese ones. Remember, Wanderers cheated. Remember when we did a swap with like J League refs, and the J League refs came over, and they were a million times better than yeah, our refs. Yeah, uh, our refs embarrassed themselves. Yeah. Anyway, um, Melbourne victory, I say, were the first game. Uh, we lost, obviously, to Sydney 4 0. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> what was it I said? Horrendous defensive mistakes? Yeah, it was fun. Or something like that. Yeah, well, we, did we already cover this? We, yeah, we kind of spoke about it, but. We did. You know. Um, I just want to give a shout out to Graham at Watford, from Watford. I want to give a shout out to the cop that kicked out prior for no reason. Um, who gave us flags. Not the cop, Graham, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> He came in to... He looked like a good bloke, giving out <laughs> flags. He was. Um, he gave us um, a heap of flags, which was uh, good. Came into PJ's pre-game and just gave away all these flags. I think he had more flags than what we had fans there. Yes. Yes, he easily. Left over. And I want to Double. shout out to Michelle and Jeremy Lumby, who gave me a lift home, because I was poor. I was not well. <laughs> I want to shout out for Paul Ocon for his uh, post-match comments about the Bobo penalty. Fantastic. Shout out to Ocon for saying we're the better team. <laughs> Which team that loses 4-0 is the better team? 100%. Well, soon they're going to change well, football you, to be a game where if you lead anyway, the percentage... Okay. So we had... Dominated possession. Majority of possession. We win. I can see what he's did trying to do. It. He's yeah. trying to not shit on the team in public, which is the same thing he did with Fatih last week. Even though I think today he's come out and said, or late yesterday, about how that was schoolboy errors and blah, blah, blah. But I can see what he means. But yes, we did dominate the game in possession... But if you don't do anything with the possession, it means zilch. So okay, what what Sydney did, um, they come out. They had the perfect game plan. All guns blazing. They yeah. they pushed us straight back onto our own box. So even though we were sort of passing around, we, you know, sometimes you want to pass around the back to draw them out, and then they leave gaps in behind them. They weren't even doing that. They were just mm. pressing so high and so hard on us. Until after the first goal, I think it was, and then they just sat they back. They sat back. They sat yeah. back for about ten minutes, thirty minute mark. Bang! They started going again, yeah. and then they got the second goal. 
they sat back because they knew that the mistake was going to come. As soon, as, soon as they pressed us in defence, we shit ourselves and we didn't know what to do and then we gave away the ball. The mm. first goal was nothing, though. It was a yeah. nothing clearance. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, so you know, a couple of mistakes. It was almost like, you s- like Luke said in the bay to me, it's like it, it, the tactics of if they can't score if we have the ball sort of thing. Yeah. But That's I why we're dominating the possession. If you look at the stats, Sydney had 17 shots with 35% possession. And we had about... I don't remember any. Four or four, five, five or with or 65% or something like that. I noticed um, Bahaji was making a lot of runs out and to no the And right. was giving it to him. Noel was hitting him. Yeah. It was... It would co- so it, remember that one, remember that one time right? that he got one? Remember that one time he made a run through the middle and he almost scored? Remember that in the yeah, first yeah. half? So to start with, the ball was swinging left to right in the backs. It came to the right. Uh, I think it was Rue saw him and just didn't pass it to him. He went back left Looked again. Looked at him and went back to his centre back. Yeah. So then Trent started making runs to the centre and then the ball started going out to the right again. So And then the fullback would just clear it up. Hopefully that... Combination. I, the, I think this, the, the Storm Trent partnership on the right has a lot of potential. Mm. Like, think, once they get it right, they'll be they'll be good because they both got pace and they're both good in attack. Yeah, absolutely. And the same goes on the other side. That at their best, uh, Connor Payne and Mickey Newell can be fantastic together. Yeah. Payne struggled on the weekend, didn't he? He did a little. It's because he had yeah. no service. Yeah. But that's that is pretty much what. So we've got we on so both did Roy. Points. Roy Roy had no service. Mm. That's right. I think. I, yeah, think I saw Roy dropping back. Quite a bit. Yeah. Roy was over I, halfway trying to get the ball. I really do feel bad for Roy because I think most people have probably realised by now if he gets the ball, he will probably score. I think he did. He did have a good chance. That he might have should have scored, but yeah, he made a run. I think but where does he need to receive the ball though? Yeah, I think he needs it at his feet. I think okay, he so needs whereabouts it. though? What back to goal? Or running through. Remember that one time running, that, he, that he got the cross? Yeah, he wants it in front of him. I and, think and, in front and, of him. Because he, he's quick. Remember he's when he got that cross in and he tried to get it with his right when it was... So and he didn't want to use his left foot on oh, the cross? Are we yeah. set up to play that through balls? Well, I think we would be, but we don't have a proper number 10. Yeah. And it's I think not always through the balls. Yeah. We had a good opportunity, probably the one that you're thinking of, Luke, where Bahaja um, cut the ball back and Roy picked it up just outside the penalty spot and yeah. uh, that was deflected. But it was probably uh, on target at the far post and it was the right move all round. It was in front of Roy. It was a good spot for him to um, take the, address the ball and um, it was a similar goal, actually, to the one that Kamau set up for um, Bratton in the City game. Yeah. Uh, ran along the uh, byline, made the cut back. Kamau, yeah, and, set uh, him up. And Bratton finished it easily. Roy's was deflected away. So so I think that, that it's not all just through balls. Roy t- can take those ones in front as well. He makes good Roy's runs, Roy. Roy's super quick, yeah. well, so but he hardly Trent, ever gets to run. Trent's got this pace to get to the byline and cut it back. Yeah. So do you see that as a viable option as a game plan? Or well, that's, well, that's, the, that's, that's what happened that's exactly what he did last week in the, in in the Perth, Perth yeah. game. Yeah. So do you think... Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So so he needs the ball pass, cut back to him, basically. Yeah, but obviously on the weekend, Sydney's defence is a lot better than Mark Warren, which is yes. which is who we ran around last <laughs> and week. And Reese Williams. Yeah, yeah. but no, I, I think the back four and probably Tavares and Monty, they've down pat two games in, which is... I'm, trying to look for positives, so just bear with me. Passing the ball, they're probably keeping the ball exactly how Ocon wants, as in left to right, left to right. I think I If there's no option, and then don't go, go back and back. hold the ball. Yeah. Starve the opposition team of possession. There was one time I saw Paul on the sideline when we were 
continuing to have possession. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, but then it's getting into that next bit is where we're struggling because... It's because we're not quick enough. There's no creativity yeah. in the middle. There's because no creativity in the middle. I think Powell were to go so much because like, we looked good in the second half against Perth, but Sydney were set up in a way that we couldn't play how we did against Perth in the second half. Well, We couldn't get the storm and the... Because when we were switching going. the ball from side to side, it was so slow that yeah. Yeah. Sydney just had time to yeah. shift. And if, if you want to do this game plan, you need it to be quick, and that's how you open up the space yep. with the other team. And But even if... Aura's nodding his head. Even if we do move it quick... We've, we've, we've talked football. Yeah, we've done it. We've done it. Woo-hoo. Even if we do move it quick, you still need you still need your Blake Powell's and your Monty's and that to... Obviously, Monty knows where to go. Monty, Monty is probably slightly out of... In touch at the moment, maybe. Agree? Disagree? Yeah, maybe. Controversial. Yeah. I I love Monty. Don't get me wrong, so but I. um, I think maybe that that link with him and Powell hasn't really happened yet either. And I think Blake can be a quality player in that spot, but he just has to learn how to do it. But um, it's not going to happen two games in, definitely. No, and and when we want, if we want to go wide, and obviously we do because that's where our speed is. Then in order for the, um, players to go forward, that, you know, Sydney players they're, they're going to be standing in front of players who want to run up that sideline. So what's needed mm. is somebody inside who can take that next ball, and sometimes that's going to be Monty or Tavares because we're going to be in a more a deep position. Sometimes that's got to be Blake Power coming for the ball out there to make the link so that he picks up the ball, for an inside ball, say on the halfway line from uh, Mickey Neal. Uh, Powell picks it up 10 metres into the opposition territory and makes that ball into the corner or straight mm. down the edge of the box that Payne can pick up on. That link, to me, doesn't really exist and, and that's where I think we sometimes get caught out with our mistakes. We're looking back on the inside when we go wide for the next pass and we don't have that option, so There's we no turn around there. and go backwards and then when we don't have a good option there, we sometimes take an extra touch and get turned over or make a pass to nobody, that kind of stuff. So mm. we, still, we, uh, we, we need to release Trent. More need to give him the ball more. So you, so you were going to say we need to release him from the club, Isaac? Like, no, no. Never, never. I meant like we release him down the wing. We, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think Trent needs more ball because when he's because we know we all we all know. I think everyone in this room knows how much potential he has, and if yeah. he gets the ball, he can put it into a good area. A la the first Perth game when he set up Roy, just give him a just give him a uh, a good ball in a, a good ball into the middle. And he's good. Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, I think he was probably close to our best player again with very little ball on the weekend. He's lively, and that's what you want in a winger, a winger that's always presenting for the ball and wants it. Yeah, exactly. But we've got to to have timing here, and the the timing of the runs have got to be right for the players. When a player's running up the sideline, he's looking for that ball on the inside, the run's got to be timed right, Mm. and then the next run has got to be timed right with the ball from that player, and Mm. I think just at the moment we're not quite timing that right. And And it's a a mental thing. Like like I said before, remember the one one time he got released through the middle? When we counted, we, we, we broke quickly from the corner, and I think... I think Roy put in a ball to Trent straight through the middle and he almost scored from it. That's what we need. We need quick counters. Yeah, because I think Connor Payne and Trent um, most of the time are probably making those runs, but at the moment it's the boys need the confidence to play the balls. And if we keep on conceding four goals a game, they're going to have no confidence to do anything. They'll just want to keep on going back and across, back side, and across, back Backside, backside, backside. And I think the worry is... Is that last season a lot? Roy was really isolated, and two games in, it's happened a lot again. 
um, up top when we're trying to come out from the back. And uh, it's a bit concerning. This is where the coach earns his money. Yeah. Because it was a false dawn for anybody who thought that we were going to be uh, uh, smashing up some teams after we came back in the first weekend. Yeah. And uh, I thought that before the Sydney game, and I wish it was a little less, but I'm not shocked that we got beaten um, fairly easily by Sydney. We've still got a fair bit to do, but um, Paul now has some work to do, and it's tough work, but it's um, what he's getting the big bucks for. Mm. So. I think if you if you break down the four goals, it's the first one's Mickey Neal. All of them were defensive mistakes by us. Easy ball straight through, and he just sort of lost his bearings a bit, and it was just way too easy. Yeah, that's the just about reading goal, the game a bit better. Yeah, exactly. The because he only needed goal, to get a touch on that. Yeah, any touch, one on touch, it, and he touch. was like ten centimeters away from it. He but was that's, close. He threw his leg at it, but it, 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 it can be a game of inches sometimes. Um, if you look at the second goal, I think it was Monty, um, not too far away from halfway. Uh, as we were coming out, lost the ball and then our back four was sort of all out of whack and we were just caught out. It was sort of a, wouldn't say a fluky ball because I think he was trying to get it to Bobo, but um, it was sort of just a weird sort of loopy ball. Posco got something on it and he hurt himself in the process and it was just sort of a bit of a balls up and then it ends up in the back of the net. Third goal. Third goal. Yeah, third goal is a penalty questionable some people were questioning live I thought it was a BS decision but on replay I'm thinking oh McGing shouldn't have his arms all around him Aaron's doing the wind sound effect it's not a male function <laughs> I did like Ocon's why did you just comment. do that because, because the wind Ocon blew said the, the wind oh, okay I got you I think but, but he did have his he did have his arms around him and you can't do that because the referee you, will always give a penalty in that situation you can't do that you just you can't have your hands all over an attacker in the box because if he goes down you give the ref every reason to blow a penalty, and that's just—that's what he did. That's just—that's just what's going to happen. And um, the fourth goal was just embarrassing. So, well, I'm still—I'm st- still not sure who's 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 at fault there because I don't know if we ever want to make that throw in. I never do. I not when Sydney was sitting so high. No. Oh, that goal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about oh, so, that's another goal. So yeah. to me, we should. Yeah, that was a bad goal. We should yeah. have thrown. <laughs> if we didn't have options, throw that up the line as far as you can. Yeah. Because it that, was a mixture of two things: a throw that probably shouldn't have happened, and Ivan's done it, donkey so touch <laughs> that went three or four touch. meters in front of him. Yes. Yeah, so so best. if you break the goals down, they're all just individual mistakes. There's there's nothing um, structurally structurally wrong, wrong I guess, um, but. Yeah, those are the mistakes that we're going to have to cut out if we're going to go anywhere this season. All right, the game, are you done with ours? I think we've covered enough, so. haven't we? Yes, thank God. It was, it was enough getting the two-hour train home on Saturday with a severe headache. Well, we weren't the only team to uh, concede four. This is true. This is, I'm. you know, some people are freaking out. There was which well, it West obviously Sydney last week. Like, yeah. Sydney put four past West Sydney last yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. So like it, it, City and victory? Yeah. Brisbane, yeah, Jets. It's all over the place. Yeah, like it obviously wasn't a good result, but I'm not, you know, I'm not in freak out, let's blame everyone mode yet, like some people seem to be. Gonna, I, I blame Moro, to be honest. This gonna, year, 4 nil is like a 2 nil. It's gonna <laughs> Just ask anybody. It's going to take time. That's it. Right, so the game following ours was the Melbourne Derby. Uh, Darren Cahill got a goal, which Woo! was pretty good. So City won. Absolute ripper by. from Dazza. Good old Dazza. But seriously, holy balls, what a goal. That was quite good. That's a once-in-a-lifetime goal. Just hit it on the half volley from 35 yards out. 
It's a very hard thing Flying to do. Flying into the top corner. Mm. The amount of very vision. Hard to do. Yeah. Absolute vision. So incredible. much legacy. Yeah. Will that will that goal have much legacy? So much legacy. Much it, much legacy, many vision. Wow. Well, you think it'll have some legacy? I'm putting twenty bucks on that of getting goal this season. Oh easy. Probably. I think it's already easy. There. It already yeah. is. It's, didn't, it's already didn't, been voted. Didn't Fox Sports write an article or something that, that one goal pretty much ups Del Piero's like whole time in the A League or something? Was no, someone no, someone like, put up like a photo of the Fox Sports just football relax. um part? <laughs> Gallup the website and like that. every single article on the Fox Sports football site was articles about Cahill. Oh. Yeah, they just need to tone it Look, down. Okay, slightly. I don't mind the guy, but the saturation and it's like the his eggs in all in and the, all ga- the eggs and in one before basket, the game. Before the game, it was almost as like he was the only person playing. Mm. But you can't yeah, argue I'd, I'd, that he doesn't yeah. transcend our sport. He does. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, and does. and for that reason, as much as I hate that's, the that's massive head, yeah. the problem is that the guy's got this massive head, and then he goes out and walks the talk all the time. Yeah. I think he's done about twenty-seven radio interviews since then, all on mainstream radio that no other A-League player would have done if they had scored that goal. Yeah. If if a Bobo scores that against us, there's no way he's doing that. But because it's him, yeah, that's what's going to happen, and that's what's going to grow the sport with him here as much as some people don't want to admit it. And I was probably one of them not very long ago. I was probably pretty questionable whether, um, you know, how he would go, but he's already playing very well already. So um, um, an absolute smacking for victory. Victory reprimanded by FFA. but For um, their poor play against City or... <laughs> yeah. No? <laughs> Zing. No, no, you know what? I reckon they FFA might have paid uh, victory... They only ripped so, it because their team was in distress. They were like, "Help!" But help uh, the fans are self-policing down there now. Another zinger. Hey, <laughs> the the uh, the fans are self-policing down there now. So yeah, I said this hey, before. I when saw that we they called out. They called out the person that ripped the flare and booed them, and then they got kicked out. Mm. And all they were doing was leading a search party for Bess Art Barisha. Yeah, I said this before when we weren't recording. <laughs> but three zingers in a row. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is on fire. We, everyone's terrified. <laughs> Apparently, there's been a change of leadership in the Northern Terrace, so that might be um, enough of the shit. But yeah, it wasn't a good night for victory. But their their fans absolutely slamming poor Ollie Bazanic, who, in fairness, probably deserved it. Cause I'll take played, him back any day. Yeah, because he played like crap. I think there was a stat the other I seen the other day. It was he had nine completed yep. passes in 75 minutes or whatever he played. And then when Pasquale come on, who's only like 16 or something, uh, he had 11 completed passes in about 15 minutes. So He was just a passenger. Yeah, and he's on marquee money as well down there. For but at least his goals will matter this year. Yeah, that's it. At least it'll matter. Robbie Slater, you dick. Um, but he's got one more year to run on his marquee contract too, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if his form doesn't improve. But yeah, they. I think... I definitely think Musket's re- ruthless enough to release him. You don't think? I think no. Oh, I do. Th- I yeah. do think Musket would be would be relentless enough to release him if his form doesn't turn around. Especially quickly. for someone that's on market money. Like yep. we would dream to have someone on market money that was good. Let alone when you've got someone on market money that's essentially not playing being well. a passenger. So, but yeah, if you're <laughs> and they got nine completed passes in seventy five minutes, yeah, and you're good. getting paid how much? Not good. A lot. A lot. But um, I think. City probably not surprisingly smacking them. They play. Oh, City were irresistible. Yeah, they played some brilliant football. Yeah. All right. The first game on Sunday. Um, Jets unfortunately beating Brisbane Roar four 0 Next. Yeah, that wasn't fun. 
Yeah, I think All right, the, the, the last the game on <laughs> Sunday was Perth at home against Wellington. Uh, Perth winning that 2-0. Pretty comfortable game for Perth. They bounced back in, with the draw against us, but Wellington... If you look, if you think... The distance derby didn't, well, didn't team, live up to expectations. If you think our team played poor and individual players played poor... Go back and don't watch that. You, you'll fall asleep or mm. end up in a juice. Watch coma. highlights. Watch yeah. Well, watch Keo, the uh, the lowlights. Uh, you'd probably call it the guy. Dribbled the ball out, trying to do a trick. Uh, got a dive, and when he went, was that a yellow card against um, the Wellington fullback? Wasn't it? Was that the penalty you won? No, it wasn't the penalty. I was going to say because that penalty wasn't a dive; it got taken out by Moss. No, Morse. no, no. But it was his poor touch which led to it. Yeah. So, and then he and then he followed up with the shit penalty. So, it, well, it was a horrible penalty. It had no power on it. It was just like trying to like stroke it home through into the middle of the goal, but was read well by Moss and worst yeah. penalty since Harry Kewell's one I heard. Mm. Oh, memories! I'd almost forgot that was that was peak A League. That one taking that divot off the ground and going like thirty meters wide. Oh, we're joined by David Squires from The Guardian. How are you, David? Hello. Well, thanks. Yourself? We're good. We're good. Right. Um, let's just start with um, with your heritage. So you grew up in the UK and you support Swindon Town, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Unfortunately, that's, that's all true. Yeah. <laughs> so what, uh, what brought you to Australia? Uh, my partner's Australian and um, I met her in London in 2003. And then we moved down here in 2009. So I've been here for, well, getting on for seven years, over seven years now. I just went back for a trip recently and everyone was, of course, um, ripping me about my heavy Australian accent, which to them, uh, I sound like Paul Hogan, which... Um, Straight from the set of Neighbours. Sure <laughs> <laughs> this is true, yeah, that's all right. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been here for seven years and I'm pretty happy here. So um, how did you get into the cartooning business? Uh, I'd been, I, I'd always enjoyed drawing and, and I studied illustration at university and then uh, when I left there, um, it, this was sort of in the early 90s where you still had to sort of traipse around town with your portfolio and um, if you're not sort of the, the best at self-promotion, it, it wasn't the easiest thing to do and... Gradually, I took on sort of part-time jobs that became full-time jobs, and I sort of let it slide a little bit. I'd get the odd commission here and there, and it was around 2010 that um, my partner, again, convinced me. Um, she said, just do an hour a day of drawing. It will, you know, it's good for stress relief and stuff when you get home from, from work, and that's when I, I started to um, focus more on the cartoons and the football cartoons. I found that there wasn't really much out there that really um, resonated with me, the way that I feel about football and my relationship with football. So I started to put down some of those ideas on paper and sharing them with friends on Facebook. And over time, sort of grew a bit of an audience and then it went on Twitter and it sort of grew from there really and eventually got spotted by um, someone at The Guardian and they plucked me from obscurity and, uh, and here I am. In slightly less obscurity, but still relative obscurity. <laughs> uh, do you ever get sick of drawing anyone? Like, is there just a certain character or a certain face that you just 
you know, you absolutely get sick of. Set bladder, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Jose Mourinho, um, he's, uh, I mean, he's, I've just always struggled to, to draw him for some reason, and he's always in the news, and even today, I don't know if you happen to see the the, the match this morning, United oh, Liverpool. Was, luckily, I was at work and I missed that one. It was dire, and yeah. it was, um, I mean, Liverpool weren't overly adventurous, but United, you could see, were very happy with a goalless draw and then Mourinho comes out afterwards and says you know that the Liverpool were defensive and United were were the ones who were sort of making most of the attacking play and so inwardly I think oh, okay well I'm gonna have to draw this bugger again but, um, <laughs> can you draw him like parking a 500 million dollar bus or something like that because that's practically yeah. what he's doing <laughs> yeah that's it I did think of um so my uh my colleague at the Guardian Australia, first dog on the moon, he always draws Tony Abbott with a red bucket over his head because he got so <laughs> he got sick, sick of, of his face. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I'm almost at that at that stage, but um, but no. Uh, eventually, I'm hoping I'll be able to um, nail the caricature of, of Jose, but it's still a work in progress. That's fascinating. I thought, um, well, from what I've seen, you've you've nailed him every single time, so. Thanks very much. Just I keep doing what that. you're doing. If you could uh, go into the comment section after every time I draw Jose Mourinho and, and say that, that would, uh, you that nailed would it. be All right. I'll really hard <laughs> for that. Cheers. I'll try and Thanks. do that. Um, right. So you've got a new book coming out called The Illustrated History of Football, uh, releasing in December. Now, what date yep. in December? Because I'm sure I saw one date before Christmas, but I just checked yep. it and it said 27th. Okay, um, it's actually available online now, and it I've will pre-ordered be... a couple of copies. Oh, good on you! Good ma- you should get a couple more in case you like that. One for each room of the house. Yeah, but it's actually released on the third of November, um, and so if you pre-ordered it, you should get it then. And uh, I'm not sure whether it's going to be in the shops in Australia or not yet. That's that's still something they're they're working on. So. Uh, but it was, it's out on the 3rd of November anyway. So what can we expect from the book? It's what it says on the tin, really. It's um, yeah, I look back at the entire history of football, starting with uh, cavemen kicking skulls around right the way up to uh, Leicester City winning the Premier League and beyond. So um, it's sliced into around 100 short stories or 100 cartoons uh, or slightly under. About around a hundred cartoons, um, each one telling a story from sort of a chapter in football history. So, um, some of the more well-known ones, uh, and some slightly more obscure ones. So you can pre-order that from uh, Amazon, which is where I got it from. You can and get it from Amazon. You can also get it from the book depository, and that means that there's no um, shipping costs if you if you want to get it in Australia, then. Win-win. Um, yeah, uh, the book depository is probably the best one to go to. Now, I emailed you a few weeks ago and I told you that we picked up a, a bin sponsor, um, which yeah. I thought was a bit poetic, and you, you said <laughs> you were concerned that we lost the Master Foods uh, sponsorship deal. Yeah, but we haven't done that because um, I know most of your work is based, uh, based around uh, the sauce bottles, the, the fortress of Central <laughs> Coast. Correct. Fortress sauce. Yeah. 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 So eighty eighty percent of my output is based on those sort <laughs> of and the other twenty percent is the palm trees. 
Or the band. Or the band band. as well. The band band features a lot. Uh, We absolutely loved your uh, cartoon from a few weeks ago depicting Hutch as the uh, mascot for Reptile Park. (laughs) Oh, good. I was worried about that. I was actually really worried about that. I didn't want sort of people to think that I was really kicking someone when he was down. But at the same time, I love the image of him or the idea of him sort of in a in a costume of the, of the reptile park, which I visited many times. There's uh, no shame. I, I know no Hush quite well, and uh, he, oh, okay. was, he was fine with it, yeah. Oh, cool. Good. <laughs> yeah, he did well. Um, so, was, you said you supported Swindon Town. Um, have they had any crazy sponsorships, a bit like uh, the, the Source Bottles? Uh, they've had a few sort of pretty rubbish ones over the years. The, the one that um, I keep trying to find on ebay and on the internet is a shirt we had in the early 80s and i did have a version and i managed to lose it somewhere a long time along along the way but our shirt sponsor and also used to be above the main stand in huge red letters was isis which <laughs> quite a st- actually it's probably just as well i can't find that that t-shirt in the uh, you know current political climate it's probably best to stay clear but uh, but yeah so um obviously you draw a lot about the a-league so you have to sort of stick to the news quite closely about it as well do you have a team that you support sort of or if you don't who do you think will uh sort of win the league this season i really try to keep as neutral as i can you know um and it just i mean i live in sydney and when I moved here, there was only sort of one one club, so I'd get along and watch watch Sydney regularly, and I still do. But just to be clear, you know, I'm not in the cove, and uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I'm not particularly partisan. I, my main motivation is to go along, catch up with my friends, watch some football, drink some beer. Um, that's what we do. That's yeah. the only that's the only thing we can do at the moment. We need beer to get us through our team. <laughs> You know, like I say, I've been here seven years and I still haven't quite got over the novelty of the fact that you're allowed to drink beer in in your seat. Alcohol is banned in grounds in England. Um, So it's like I still go a bit silly sometimes. I'm pretty sure England. I'm pretty sure England is the only is the only country in the world that does ban alcohol from from state from stadiums. From from your seats, because you can have a drink underneath the the seat. You just can't take it up. Oh, so you can yeah. you can go to the bar and drink it near yeah, the, bar the bar and then have to drink it all before you go back to your seat. Correct, okay, yeah. yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the law is that you're not allowed to drink it inside of the pitch. So you'll oh, find okay. you go to some, some stadiums you go to. I think I went to Stoke and this was the case. There's um, There was a, a yellow line on the, in the concourse that if you step one side of it, you could see, like, the corner flag or something, and you weren't allowed to stand on that side. So... Um, yeah, and it's quite strictly policed as well. So it's uh, there is a, a bit of a movement to to try and have that that ban lifted. But um, yeah, hopefully it will be. Uh, do you have? Yeah, can, can, sorry, uh, sorry, can no. you give us a sneak peek into anything Mariners related you're working on uh, at the moment? Yeah, I'm just actually writing uh, drawing this week's cartoon, um, which is mostly about the Melbourne Derby. Um, and you know Tim Cahill and all the rest of it, but there is a reference to Paul O'Connor in there. I enjoyed his um, post-match. 
Yeah, yeah. very. Um, <laughs> Was that where he said we were the better team? Yeah, and I saw the game, and that's a very it's a positive spin which I I like. Um, <laughs> It's very Jose Mourinho-esque, isn't it? It's exactly uh, the same he, message. <laughs> the, yeah, that's right. I, I was thinking more of the guy from the Iraq War, you know, the um, the the Iraqi head of communications who was saying that, you know, Iraq were winning the war and, you know, everything was going swimmingly and behind him, you know, you could see buildings crumbling and clouds of ash in the sky. So uh, I haven't drawn that on this occasion, but, um, but that's who he reminded me of a little bit. See the bottles crumbling in the background, from the palm <laughs> yeah. trees falling over. Yeah, but the Mariners were great in the in the second half of the Perth game, um, and uh, even on Saturday in the the game against Sydney, you know, when it was one nil, they had a great chance to equalise. And I think if they'd if they'd stuck that away, then Sydney often get nervous at home and the crowd get on the back. So it could have been different, but maybe Paul Ocon stopped watching at that point and. Uh, you know, went off and did something else. But oh, yeah. I think he nearly got sent to the stands, from what I could see. Like yeah, he was getting pretty fired up on the touchline. Mm. Yeah. Which is what yeah. I want to see in my coach. I'm yeah, exactly. It's better than what Moss, Moss and Wormsley used to just sit down and watch. It's good to get a uh, an ex- a good coach that like, cares really. Um, so who do you see taking out the titles here? Uh, it's hard to really see beyond Melbourne City. I think, isn't it? Um, I mean, they've, they've got the resources. They've um, they've got other players to, to come in, and you know if things aren't going well by by Christmas, then you imagine they'll sort of reshuffle their pack a bit and do another dodgy by getting a player sort of transferred to Manchester City and then getting him on loan and that, that sort of thing. But they're they're looking strong. I think Western Sydney Wanderers, and they always seem to come good and. Um, and of course, as we're on a Central Coast Mariners podcast, the Mariners—it's about time they they turned it around. I think mean, yes, the Jira run of form. He said, "Try not to sound condescending at all." Oh, don't worry, <laughs> we do it every week. <laughs> all right, uh, well, thank you very much for joining this week. Um, thank you. You can pick up his book, uh, The Illustrated History of Football, on uh, Amazon. And what was that other one you mentioned? Um, uh, the book, book deposit. The book depository. Yeah. Yeah. So get it. I'm sure it's going to be a good read. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Great stuff. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Thank David. You. Thanks, David. Okay, previews. First up, we have Melbourne City at home against Perth Glory on Friday night. Well, City. seeing how City played last week, I'd tip them. Oh, Perth, Perth came back. Well, after their capitulation against us, but um, it was against a shitty Wellington team, though. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's I don't think you can read into that too much. Uh, their result against Wellington, so I'm going to definitely go for City. Yep, it's definitely City. Too much all over the park. Perth are just getting, you know, showing a little bit of a um, uh, start to their form curve, but City they clicked everywhere. All right, then we're at home um, against Brisbane on Saturday, four thirty. Well, five thirty. This is four thirty-five. I think that's gonna. That's probably in Queensland. That's Queensland time. Five thirty for some reason. Um, Well, obviously we have to tip us because it's a rule. But (laughs) you don't you don't like that rule, do you? (laughs) Not really, no. (laughs) Um, Well, Brisbane aren't in good form. 
Well, um, obviously, we, we both teams got smacked 4 0 last week, so. No, I'm going to tip us on this. Both one. will want to be. Uh, want to bounce back pretty quickly, so. It'll be an interesting game. Not sure of the result. I think I'd love to say we win. I'm going to say two one to us. Ugh, I'll take anything. I'd, I'd take a really bad nil nil game until the 90th minute, and we somehow scrape a goal. That's how <laughs> desperately I want to win. I think we can do it. This is our big chance to gain some confidence, get some points behind us, and um, if we, it, it, look it's for the best time to beat Brisbane is right now because yeah, they don't look very yeah, good. Yeah. And we like to do it in front of Brisbane Water, but look for um, Paul Ocon to um, do something just a little bit uh, offbeat to change things around a little bit in this game. We're at home, so what's uh, somebody himself on? What's he? Giving, well, what's he putting a fans, he's putting a fans eleven out there. I can't recall him playing as a central defender, but I could, I've heard of worse ideas. I reckon he could go all right as a number ten. Yeah, probably. Why not? Well, I think Fergie. Fergie played for us one season. Yeah, I think that can work. I think uh, Brisbane will be severely pissed off getting smacked 4 0. And um, I know Aloisi after the game said that it wasn't acceptable and all the usual things that you probably should say when you lose 4 0. Uh, but so he'll have them um, pretty fired up. I think, I don't know, Broish hasn't looked the same player since the start of last season. Holman's sort of still yet to click. Um, their defence, I think, with our attacking four, if we can get that into some sort of gear, we will be okay, I think. I think we might scrape a win. But um, first game at home, I'm keen. Yep. What, what does everyone reckon What about the crowd-wise? What's the, Probably what's, what's 8, the crowd 000, bingo? 8,000 maybe. I'm going to say... Seven yeah, to eight. Seven, yeah, seven and a half. Yeah, something like that. It's been a long off-season. People will be interested again. I'm, yeah, I but if decent. going off last week's result... No. If, 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 if the we, weather's good, it should we be. won't have anyone. And if the weather's bad, we won't have anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you say? If the weather's, well, if in the the weather's good, they'll be at the beach. And if the weather's bad, they'll be at home or at the shops. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be a big test. I think it, if if we win this game... It'll win a lot of people over, and just because we we need to show that last week was a slip up, yeah, in uh, the grand scheme of things. But I think with this game plan um, against Brisbane, who in both their opening games haven't impressed me, um, I think we can get it done. All right, following our game is Adelaide at home against Victory. We should be a cracker, I reckon. I think uh, both teams will be fired up after losing last week. Adelaide will do this at I, home, I reckon. I'm, that's, yep. I'm only leaning towards Adelaide just because they're at home, but I wouldn't be surprised if Victory bounced back pretty well and get a win. Uh, I'm going to go draw. I'm thinking I'm going to sit on the fence on this one and go draw. Some big splinters you got there. I do. Uh, last week was controversial for Adelaide. I think they'll be fired up about this. And um, Melbourne Victory, surely they're out of sorts after being smashed in the derby. Yes, that's smashed. Smashed, smashed, smashed in the derby. Were they smashed? Three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> For right. reason, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Adelaide. E- yeah, I'll go two or draw. So just write that one in. I have to change right. it now. Uh, I never said Adelaide. I know. Wellington are at home against Sydney. Uh, Wellington have been very poor, so I'm going to tip Sydney. Yeah, I think, I think Sydney will probably be too strong. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid for Wellington if they don't improve. Yeah, I'm Sydney. What's it, wrong with Wellington? They've got a great a roster. 
Especially in the front third. Like, uh, they should be making yeah, opportunities. Yeah, Finkler is not the player he was. No. no. Especially um, in that game on the weekend. And Barbarossa's was anonymous as well. Yeah, mm. a couple of free kicks that he had on the weekend and just general put, passes put in play. Over. Just well, went, last two weeks went to nowhere. Like yeah, yeah. Just they just went to nowhere. So I think Sydney should get it done pretty easy. What about the whole FFA Cup? Um, don't they have uh, some scheduling going on there? So they yeah, Sydney play Canberra Olympic tomorrow night, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, but I must say, looking at the depth they've got in their squad, then uh, they look like they can probably cover that and cover Wellington. Mm, pretty easily, I think. That's why you're here. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm lucky I produced something. It was a compliment. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, last game. They're rare, I don't notice usually. West Sydney at home against the Jets. This should be an interesting one. And do you notice the time it's kicking off on a Sunday? These a are 7 the, o'clock Sunday game. Late, these are the it? kind of games that we need. Because we get shafted with the 3 p.m. games. We need a 7 p.m. Sunday game. Something like that. They're yeah. awesome. I know. Why not Western Sydney? A lot of people. It's their first game at Spotless as well. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, it's too late. It's not too late. It's the perfect time. Yeah. Just in summer, yeah. Stay out till 9.30 at least one night of the week. If you're going to do it, make it a bloody well, Sunday. Especially with school holidays during the but summer. But then all the parents will whinge, oh, it's too late for my kids. If it's school holidays, it's six weeks, or five and a half weeks of school holidays over summer. Why are you programming a 3 p.m. kickoff because when the FFA shaft us, yeah. like you just said, with, with schedules, because they That's don't ridiculous. care about us. That's the kind of game we need. Um, West Sydney or Newcastle? I'm going to tip West Sydney on this I'm one. I'm going to say a million red cards, because Sunday is my birthday, and that's what I, that's my birthday wish for both teams to get <laughs> all sent off. What, what, what's the limit? It was like five, was it? You, you can't, once you pass Six one, players, seven, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, a few shenanigans and some red cards would be nice. It's a tough one to pick because I don't want to tip the Jets. But I draw. I'm thinking draw. I'm drawing, going with the draw. Yeah. yeah. Western draw. Sydney, they their form has been a little bit up and down to me. Newcastle, I thought Brisbane made them look good last week. Big yep. question mark on Western Sydney about whether or not they can play out of spotless. Who knows what the surface is like there. It's going to be an interesting one because as a first-time um, effort for them, then it won't feel like home. So. Yeah. Mm. Spotless Stadium where Matt Ryan first played for us. Yeah, that sounds familiar, actually. Yeah, really. Seated yeah. a hilarious goal. Mm. How, things, throw into how things can change. Much like Nesesky's goal on the weekend. Well, that's rude. But what was Farty <laughs> doing on that goal? Anyway, let's, let's just forget about that. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's it for this. Week. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you want to talk about anything? I'm done. You guys done? Hang no, on, let's I'm do I'm our done. tips. I'm done with football. Okay, so how are we going on the tips? There's an, only one reason I want to do the tips is because I've won last week. Woo-hoo! So, um, I got three. What did I get? One. Aaron with two. Jimmy with two, and Josh oh. with one. Well, I did. I did well first two weeks, so that was my that was my off week. I'm just glad to be off the mark. Um, <laughs> yeah, same. I'm almost leading after one week, so I'm pretty good. So. Jerk. Because we both got zero last week, yeah. Yeah, the first week we both got zero. That's yeah. that's quite challenging to pick all of the results. Mm. I'm happy with three out of five, mm. and my own team let me down again, but we won't talk about that. Yeah, we're never going to get a perfect round, I don't think. No, <laughs> not, with, not when we're involved. This weekend. <laughs> this weekend, yes. This, week, this, this weekend we're going to win. Come on. All right, and we should, have, it. We should have flies and more information about the uh, trivia night coming up. Um. Yeah, I've just been so busy, so I've not had a chance to do that, but it should be coming out soon. And uh, we'd like to thank Sidelines for supporting us. And uh, get down there. We're going down there soon, aren't we? Yep, I'll be there. Sometime. 
I'll be there Sunday, hopefully, for the FIFA comp, which will be good. $500 prize to the winner. So that'll be that'll be very fun. Yeah, get down there and watch the B-grade celebrity, Josh. He should do well in the FIFA. <laughs> Is it B-grade or D-grade? B-grade. B-grade. Be sure to ban to me if I play bad. I can take it. I follow the Mariners. I'm used to pain. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Oh yeah, who's 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 losing the tip? Oh, you, your mic's off, is it? Well, I'm still recording. Yeah, how are we going there, Luke? Just been informed that my mic was off. Um, I'm on three. Josh is on three, and you're both on two. Close one. I'm only on two. Mm. I got one last week, and I got two this week. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're on three, actually. Oh, no. You already <laughs> fucked it up. Jeez, I'm already on target for the spoon. Typical Mariners fans can't even count. <laughs> I didn't stuff it up. I just can't read. <laughs> Get your glasses, mate. It's not even reading. It's just bloody colours. That's even worse. I'm fucking depressed now. Oh, oh Dan. Dan, the membership man. Nude run. Oh. Don't, you <laughs> can't, man, can't mention where it was because he might get in trouble. What a, what a, what a great man. <laughs> it's one way to put it. I wish we could talk I, about I, it. I, I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I I'd have to be severely drunk to agree to do a nudie run. I think he was. I wasn't there, so I don't know if he was a great man or not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, <coughs> the legend event, has it. The event there he, where he was, he was just about to leave, and um, Sean come and grabbed him and said, "No, mate, you didn't score, so you have to do a nudie run." So he did that. Well, I think he scored one of the ladies after that one. <laughs> He's married, I think. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah. All of us probably his wife. He still scored, that's all right. Oh, hey, well, he still was, scored. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Why yeah. Are we, what are we recording here? Anything. Bullshit. Anything, yeah, it's just crap, really. It's like the post game. <laughs> it's just crap if you have to listen to bloody Tara Rushton. She's still hot, but... No. I'm Guys, no. I'm sorry that the episode was an hour and a half last week. I think it's probably going to be the same. It might be roughly the same too. So it's all right. Everyone loves listening. Probably to an shit. hour and fifteen too much, but but Cass going to be on next week. It's definitely going to be an hour and a half if you leave this in. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is this is get, post get rid of this shit. <laughs> oh, we we've been asking people if they um, fold or scrunch still, and um, off air we asked. I emailed David, and he said that he scolds. He scolds. Yes, which is a halfway between a fold and a scrunch. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, that's a new development. Yeah, so we're going to have to create a new category for that. I'm not even sure what the technique Scold. is Scold. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I might test that out. Maybe he folds it, then scrunches it. Hmm. Oh, okay. Well, that, okay, I know. Well, I, I doubt very much he scrunches it, then folds it's, it's, it. It's, it's very bad imagery. <laughs> it's, it's a very bad thing to think about, but I, I can definitely see it. So at the end of the season, we're going to do a montage of the um, <laughs> interviews where we ask if they fold or scrunch. And you have to guess who's who. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, okay, then. <laughs> I thought you were just going to Shut put up, up Aaron. Six, six skulls. <laughs> who are the scolders? We know who the scrunchers are. You're not coming back next week. I right? think it's past your bedtime. You're out. 
You're going loony. It's only it's seven thirty, but you're already going loony. Yeah, uh, we're gonna have to love you, Lever. He, he works for the government. 